I saw the light to, you know, getting into multifamily and scalability and, um, you know, the benefits of. Before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you that Blue Spruce Capital is lending on one to four unit fix and flips in multiple states. Contact Blue Spruce Capital by going to the show notes. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Adams, and today I have Jimmy Edwards on the line. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm well. How are you doing? Oh, I'm fantastic. Hey, Jimmy, so you have been in multi you have been actually in real estate for a long, long time. You've did 12 years of single family, and now you're kind of getting into multifamily. I say kind of, but I'm probably understating it because you've done two deals this year, a 16 unit and a 103 unit as well. So congrats. That's great. And I'd like to kind of talk about with you what you were doing in single family. What was your super strength in single family? And uh, basically what made you transition that strength into your multifamily investing? So, and, and I know you have a couple super strengths, so I'm excited to go <laughs> over this. So just to get started, think back 12 years ago, uh, what made you get into real estate in the first place? I, uh, it's, it's a kind of a funny and, and a long story, but I'll try to keep it short. Um, I, uh, uh, I went to college at Texas Tech University and I, I got a degree in, in real estate finance. Um, and that's a, a funny story that we'll sideline for later. But I read, uh, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, my last semester. Um, and it really, you know, changed my thought processes. I'm sure many, many of us, um, have gone through. And, um, so I, I, at that point, I had several classes to get my license. I didn't know how I was going to, um, you know, create wealth in real estate, but I knew that that was uh, a better path than, than getting a job. So um, I, uh, I graduated and, and uh, finished a couple classes to get my license. And uh, I, went and, I went and worked for free for a year, putting out bandit signs. Um, that was back in, in 2006 when it was uh, no money, no credit, no problem. Um, and, uh, that kind of, um, was, was the catalyst into uh, a long, long journey. So awesome. Good deal. So basically when you got started into real estate, uh, for a lot of us, it's not easy the first, uh, six, 12 or 18 months at all. Usually it's a struggle and there's always something that kind of keeps us going. What did it look like for you for the first 18 months? It, uh, it was tough. Um, I, uh, I was a, um, uh, I was, it was a struggle. Didn't have a lot of money, but luckily coming out of college, um, it was, uh, a little bit easy cause I was used to living on ramen. Um, so, um, you know, I, I moved back to Austin, my hometown. I, I lived with my mom, uh, for a couple months. Um, and, uh, eventually when we got um, at, at ends with each other. I moved out. Um, and, um, you know, it, it was not, uh, it was basically free. And, um, you know, I was around a lot of guys that were, that were killing it. And, um, you know, it was pretty inspiring, but, um, you know, I hadn't, I still, you know, at that point I hadn't unlocked, you know, the path to passive income and, and creating wealth. It was just, you know, this is a way to make money, you know, it looks glamorous. Um, and uh, it sure beats, beat, you know, sitting in a cubicle. Um, so, okay. When did you start thinking of passive income? 
Man, it was, it was probably uh, a while. Uh, I, I relocated uh, to Houston to, to get a development off the ground there. It was, it was an 800 unit, uh, two-story two high-rise building. Um, and uh, that was pre-2008. Um, but we were, it really, you know, it clicked a little bit, but didn't, you know, I didn't start taking massive action till later, but, um, you know, we were selling packages of, of condominiums to investors um, out of South America, um, you know, to rent out uh, uh, to the Houston medical student, uh, or, you know, medical facility, um, um, you know, it was within reach. Um, and so I started seeing, you know, a lot of these guys putting money in, into these deals and the cash flow, you know, I was able to start running the numbers and see how, you know, cash flow was, was possible. Um, but again, I was still, you know, a, a young guy with, with, um, you know, not a whole lot of money. So, um, it was, it wasn't until, um, quite a few years later that I, that I bought my first, first rental property. Um, I, uh. After the downturn, uh, I left Houston. Uh, the, the the developer went into bankruptcy. The bank took back the building, um, and I got into uh, to loans. I, I got my uh, loan officer license in Texas. Um, interest rates had plummeted, um, and so I was I was heavily into to refinance as a loan officer, and um, you know grinding 15, 20 hours a day. Um, you know making you know doing well, um, you know, not having a whole lot of time, but I was, I was motivated to, to stack the capital, um, so that I could start doing, doing deals. And shortly after that, you know, we were, you know, 2010, 2011, we were, uh, I was in DFW and we were in the, the bottom, you know, kind of, 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 of the cycle. And, um, I bought my first investment property. Um, it's actually the house that I live in today. And then, um, slowly started buying, buying more properties. What year was that? Uh, did I bought the, the first house? The first rental property. The first rental property. Um, I bought my house. It was a foreclosure. Um, put money into it. Um, ended up staying here. And then I would say a year later was when I bought the first property, my first true rental where I dealt with the tenant. And What uh, year so was that, that? That was 2013, I believe. Okay. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. About five years. So it sounds, it sounds like you got into single family. Now, what was your main focus for the, for the first um, seven years of the 12? What was your main focus? Was it fix and flips, wholesaling? Tell us what that looks like. Yeah. So I, uh, I was, I was um, a loan officer up until 2012 uh, and I'll never forget it because they, they essentially closed down my branch on 12, 12, 12. And, um, I, uh, yeah, right before Christmas, um, a lot of people, it, it, it was sad, but, um, I had a lot of money in the bank. I'd been saving and just working really hard. And, and at that point I, I hadn't, you know, I hadn't figured out purpose and I hadn't figured out, um, a lot of the things that I know now, but I had, uh, you know, I, I had kind of tunnel vision, uh, with my blinders on, put my head down, you know, work hard and I'll figure it out. And I had a great opportunity. So anyways, when, when, when that happened, um, I kind of went into shock and, and I went out and got some interviews and lined up some jobs and, and, uh, I worked, uh, a job for three days before I decided, you know, I felt like it was a step backward. Um, and, uh, you know, a light bulb went off. Uh, I had some, some cash stacked up. Um, and, uh, uh, I, I pulled it out and, and went and found a mentor, reactivated my license, um, and went and, and looked for that that first house. So 
since 2013, I mean, I've been a hundred percent focused on single family fix and flips. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've, we've done, um, everything from, you know, 30, $30,000 house to, you know, $450,000 house. Um, you know, that's kind of what I feel is, is the sweet spot, at least, you know, in the area that I'm in. Um, and, um, you know, it was a long journey. It was a lot of work and, and, and I started, um, accumulating rental properties and, and I was, you know, pretty, pretty, you know, it was pretty easy. You know, we, we found the right tenants. So I was self-managing, but, you know, again, uh, in 2017, we just got to a point where, you know, it was a very, um, uh, competitive market, you know, which is, which is fine. Um, but you know, scaling that business became, um, you know, uh, not difficult, but, but, you know, I, I saw the light to, you know, getting into multifamily and scalability and, um, you know, the benefits of, 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 uh, property management and, and, and all that. So it, um, so the first five years was, was single family stuff. Awesome. I actually have about five questions already queued up. So let's go through these questions. Um, How many rental doors did you have before you got into your multifamily? I had five. I had five single family houses. Uh, My goal was uh, to get 40 um, by uh, 2023. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I figured uh, if I had 40 $100,000 houses, um, you know, eventually that'd be a $4 million net value, you know, creating, you know, let's say 40 K gross a month. Um, so the numbers made sense, but I soon realized it was going to be a long journey. Awesome. Awesome. I like that. So it sounds like you had some money when you were getting into your rentals. If you wanted this business bad enough and you didn't have money, what could you have done? Well, it's, it's interesting because I, I, uh, through trial and error, figured that out. I would, I would buy houses. Um, you know, I, at first I thought you had to pay cash, um, because I came from a conventional loan arena. Um, so I thought, you know, I, I just quit my high paying W2, you know, job, even though it was commission, it was, it was W2. Um, and I literally went to zero. Um, so I went out and, and tried to find some loans while I still had W2s. Um, and, uh, I found community banks and I found hard money lenders. Um, but I, I, you know, I only had like 50 grand, um, and that tapped out, you know, in two deals. Mm. Um, so, you know, people started seeing what I was doing and and wanted to become involved. Um, and so I, I ended up, you know, unknowingly doing joint ventures where I'd say, Hey, I'll, I'll do all the work. I'll put in the sweat equity, you know, and and your part will be the down payment. Mm. Um, so, um, that, that's really what I would say is, you know, uh, you can get loans, hard money, you know, mm-hmm. um, um, conventional banks, um, you know, community banks really is, is where, where I spend most of my time. Um, and, um, uh, you know, joint venturing with someone that has the down payment, um, you know, whether they, you know, know what, you know, you're doing or don't, you know, can, can lend, um, some advice or can just, you know, do it passively. But I, I would say, you know, you, you can do this business with, with no money if, if, you know, if you've got the education and, and, you know, people that trust you. Awesome. Thank you. A lot of good insight in that answer. Thank you for going over that. And why do yeah. you invest in Texas? I live here. Um, that's probably, uh, you know, one of the biggest, biggest breaks that um, I've had. Um, you know, I was born and raised in Austin and moved all around Texas. 
Um, and uh, it, it's really been my own backyard. And, and so um, DFW has been one of the hottest markets in the country, um, in my opinion, and probably some other people's opinions as well. So um, it's competitive, but, you know, it's in our own backyard. And, you know, we've got, you know, relationships and crews and contractors that we trust. And, you know, they, they know my expectations at this point. So, um, you know, from, you know, perfect the past. Yeah. Are you looking in any other markets right now? I'm uh, I haven't been sourcing deals in other markets, but you know, that's not to say that I wouldn't, wouldn't do, um, you know, a deal in another market, you know, if, if there was a, a multifamily opportunity that presented itself and, um, you know, I had opportunity to be a part of it and it made sense, you know, we'd, we'd probably, um, uh, jump on it. Perfect. I got a couple more. Uh, do you, people have, well, in your, in your own opinion, do people have to kind of graduate from single family to multifamily or do you think people can get right into multifamily? I, I believe, yeah, I, I think that you can get right into multifamily. Um, you know, I, I believe that, you know, my goal is, is to be, you know, a, a lead or a sponsor, you know, uh, to find deals and, and syndicate them or, or take them down ourselves. Um, you know, I got into multifamily passively, um, through syndications. Um, so that was my first experience, um, which helped build my resume, um, you know, for several different, different reasons. Um, you know, I, in my personal experience, you know, I learned a lot from single family. I think it molded me into, you know, the investor I am today. So I wouldn't change a thing looking back, but, you know, somebody that doesn't have as much time as me or, or, you know, um, I think they could definitely go straight into multifamily. I think the key thing is, is finding, you know, either a mentor or a partner that, you know, has done what you want to do um, and get with them, you know, so you can go bigger, faster. Awesome. And in my opinion, I think you need a mentor and a partner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Sometimes they can be the same, yeah. the same person. Yeah, totally. So. Um, and then the last question that I kind of had ready before we got into the, the final five is, um, let me see if I'm skipping one real fast. All right, perfect. Is what is your superpower? And I think I have an idea what it is. Yeah, I, uh, I'm good at acquisitions. Um, you know, I like talking to people. I like finding solutions, um, you know, creative, um, you know, problem solving. Um, you know, the, the day... Uh, the daily operation stuff kind of uh, bores me a little bit. Um, so, I, you know, I would definitely say um, acquisitions, you know, if, if I had to, to guess, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's, that's good. So on, on acquisitions, a, a big part of it is relationships, which is the, what I thought your superpower was. It sounds <laughs> like you have a really good way when you're talking about problem solving. It seems like you have a really good way of solving problems for your passive partners, your equity partners, your JV partners, for the sellers. It seems like you all have a knack for being able to create a win-win relationship. So, hey, sell me this. And yes, we'll do this. We'll do this. And this is how we'll do it. And same thing, invest money in this deal. And this is how you're going to get paid back. It, it appears like you're really, really, really good at relationships, but absolutely problem solving as well. Um, and what if, what if somebody wasn't good at relationships and problem solving themselves? What would they do to get into either real estate or multifamily? 
I think you need to team up with someone that has that capability and has that superpower. Um, you know, it, it can be learned, you know, anything can be learned. It might take others longer than, than some, um, but finding somebody with, with that capability, you know, it's, it's funny you say that. I always thought, um, you know, I was good at, at acquisitions, but the reason I was probably good at it was because of relationships. So appreciate you pointing that out. Awesome. So you um, are obviously a good at t building teams. What does your team look like for all the listeners who are trying to decide how they can partner up with an acquisitions person or how they can, you know, partner up with a numbers person kind of explain your team in depth in detail to show what it is it that each of you are doing to make the uh, whole successful. Sure. Um, so it's really been a lot of trial and error. Um, you know, I went through, um, some, uh, you know, I first started out, like I said, with, with, you know, JVing with, with different capital partners and slowly I realized that that was, um, you know, uh, I needed more people on my team specifically. Um, so I found a partner, um, that, uh, that her strong suit is construction management. Um, and, um, you know, she, she's been doing that for a really long time. Um, and so we teamed up, um, I, uh, uh, you know, I was, uh, acquisitions and funding, um, and she would kind of help, uh, facilitate the, the construction management so I could continue to, to find deals and build relationships. Um, we carried that into multifamily, um, and, um, we partnered up, um, with, with some other, with, with uh, the other part of our team, um, who had, uh, previous experience in multifamily, previous experience in, in buying and selling businesses, previous experience in, you know, raising equity. Um, so, you know, the, the ideals and, and, you know, traits that we brought to the table, um, you know, we're building on them based on our, our partners, you know, other experience um, to help us, you know, go bigger. So it's a win-win. So I would say, you know, acquisitions, um, construction management, um, and then, you know, partners and mentors, um, you know, that have the resume in order to help you get, you know, deals done. Perfect. Let's go into your 16 unit that you bought in DFW. Um, we talked about it earlier. You paid cash and then later refied. So let's talk about this. What was the purchase price of the 16 unit? It was 960, 960,000. And was there any rehab or CapEx that you needed in year one? The, uh, yeah, we, we have uh, 300,000 in, uh, in CapEx, um, which is, you know, probably uh, more than enough, um, but that was our budget and, and, and it worked. Perfect. And what, and then later you, cause you said your partner paid cash for this. Correct. Later, later you did uh, refinance and into a regular note through that same person that you were following around for some time. He was a loan officer at different uh, community. Right. Uh, not banks, credit unions, right? Right, right. That, uh, we, I didn't use uh, the, the guy that I've been on single family deals oh. with for, for the past five years um, because um, our other partner had the same relationship with his guy that he'd been following around for, you know, oh. five, okay, 10 cool. years. So, um, cool. So, uh, you know, doing, doing bigger multifamily deals. So it was, it was an easy uh, deal for, you know, kind of a layup for his loan officer to, to take that down. So let's talk about that loan. Uh, how much was the loan? The loan was 1,050,000. So 
Um, okay, perfect. Yeah. And on that, let, let me think about my next question one second. The, the loan was 1 million, 150 or 1 million and 50,000? 1 million 50,000. Okay, what kind of debt is this? Is it agency debt? Is it a it's, commercial loan? Yeah, so it's just a, it's a, it's actually, this deal was, uh, it's a commercial loan, uh, a lot, a lot closer to a line of credit. So, um, you know, I think on day one, um, we pulled the million fifty, paid off the partner, um, and then had, you know, 90,000 in the operating account, um, to get moving. So, uh, it's a recourse loan, you know? Um, so, uh, it's interesting getting into the multifamily game. There's a lot of multifamily investors that, you know, are, are a little spoiled with, uh, with non-recourse debt. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but for me, uh, being on a million dollar, uh, alone for the first time was, you know, it wasn't scary at all. You know, we, we've been carrying recourse debt for the past, you know, five years. So what, what's new, you know, we, we plan to pay everybody back. I really like that you brought that up and it's definitely uh, a little aha moment for me and maybe for the listeners as well. How did you meet your partner who brought in 960 cash plus rehab? So, um, that was, uh, through, through a strategic relationship, you know, not so much, uh, on our part. Um, but my, my partner, um, Catherine, um, she'd been, you know, in the multifamily, uh, construction management game, uh, for, for a few years before we started flipping houses together. Um, and when we first, uh, so she had a lot of previous relationships. She, she, you know, uh, did the, did the, you know, CapEx management for a lot of apartment complexes and other investors. And, um, so when we first started looking for, for our first deal, um, I, uh, I kind of had a deal falling in my lap from, from a, a previous relationship. It was a 26 unit deal in downtown Dallas. Um, and we were running the numbers, doing the underwriting. Um, and one of the comps, um, was, uh, was a deal down the street. Um, and we pulled, you know, pulled tax records to, to kind of see, uh, you know, just to, to help us evaluate the, the process. And she recognized uh, the owning entity. Um, and so she, she called the owner and said, Hey, you know, we're looking at uh, this as a comp, you know, how have you been, you know, what can I tell, you know, what can you tell us about it? And, and he was actually like, well, I, I just sold that one last week. Here's what I can tell you, you know, good luck. Um, so uh, we, we, we kept after it. Um, and we, we, we did not get it. Um, which ended up kind of being a blessing in disguise. Um, and then two or three weeks later, he called us back and said, hey, by the way, I knew you were looking at this 26-unit deal. I just got uh, the 16-unit deal under contract. You know, would you guys be interested in partnering and really doing the construction management and the sweat equity? And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out of the country this summer, so it'd be a win-win. Um, so uh, we jumped on that opportunity. Um, and it led into, you know, bigger, bigger and better things. Great. And how have you split the deal with that equity partner? Um, you know, I'd have to look, we got a, a small, a small percentage. Um, I don't know, 10 or 15% uh, each of the deal. Um, we put money into it and our, our, the money we put into it was proportionate to, to our equity split. So, you know, maybe we got 10, 15%, something like that. Um, 
but it was, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the value to us was, you know, getting experience, getting resume, foot in the door, you know, and, and kind of proving ourselves and showing, Hey, you know, this is something that we can do, um, you know, and building relationships too. So. I completely agree. We are going to move into the final five and we have a quick message and then we'll hop right back in. So we'll be right back. Creative investors, don't you agree that part of an amazing first impression to clients and fellow investors is having a truly creative visual presence? I can say from personal experience, Tannis at Immense Designs can create the product you need to leave a lasting impression. Tannis has done an astounding job with our logos, business cards, and podcast artwork. See for yourself. You can contact Tannis by visiting immensedesigns.us. Adam Adams has one of the most active meetup groups in the world. I've personally been to one of his meetups, and Adam packed that house with over 80 investors at lunch and another 60 on the waiting list. Find out the exact six things he did to create one of the top meetups on the planet by texting the word meetup to 555-888. Text meetup to 555-888. All right. So I'm going to use for your most creative deal, let's go over this 103 unit. Is that going to work for you? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So it's in Lubbock, Texas. And you actually got a little bit more than 80% debt because of the way you did it. And that is a, you did it through a 506B, which many of the listeners might already know means that you raise this from friends and family, accredited and also sophisticated investors. Let's go into some details of this. How did you find the 103 unit? We, uh, we just started rehab on, on the smaller 16 unit. Um, and, um, you know, I'd started signing up and meeting with brokers and getting, um, you know, seeing deals. Um, and, um, it was, it was, uh, it was a on the market deal with Marcus and Millichap. Um, and, um, well, I, I probably looked at, you know, skimmed over four or five deals that day. Um, and I, I shot the broker an email, um, you know, asked him a little bit about the property and he ended up calling me and, you know, uh, Texas tech, uh, is in Lubbock, which, you know, we ended up both going to college there and, 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 you know, kind of shooting the breeze. And, um, uh, I knew exactly where it was. It was in a, you know, on a street that I, you know, I'd actually, um, had been there before many years ago. Um, and, uh, so anyways, it was an on the market deal. Um, once I talked to the broker about it, I saw, you know, a huge value, add there it was uh, 50% occupied um, which you know uh, the value add component of that was you know not only huge but uh, there was not a lot of people chasing that deal um, you know we talked about multifamily investors being a little bit spoiled um, the debt uh, was going to be different uh, it was going to be a recourse loan um, you know and it was in a market that some people might not have been familiar with so it kind of just worked out um, you know, all, all the pieces kind of fell into place for, you know, the, the way my, you know, our, our, our vision and our brains worked versus, you know, a market that we were comfortable with. What was the total capital that you raised from passive investors? One, just, just a couple grand over a million dollars. Okay. So I think it was 1,030,000. Perfect. Next question is, this was your first syndication that you sponsored. How did you find capital partners to raise over a million dollars? Relationships, networking, 
Um, you know, a lot of it, you know, there's a lot of events in DFW. I mean, I know that you have some, some events like this as well, but, um, just networking and, and building relationships, um, and, uh, and also tapping into the past relationships that, that I'd built over the past five years. I mean, it was, you know, pretty simple for people that had, you know, done investments with us on, on the single family stuff to, um, you know, kind of follow suit into the multifamily. Um, so it's, uh, it, it's been, a little bit of everything, but I, relationships. I mean, that's, you know. Great. Was it easier or harder than you expected? Um, it's a tough question. Uh, I, it, probably right down the middle. Um, you know, I was, uh, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself and my team. Um, and so, you know, really, uh, I think what allowed us to achieve success was, A, we got a great deal. Um, you know, it appraised for, uh, I think 700,000, you know, more than our contract price. Um, and, um, you know, we had a huge database. I've been networking for a long time. Um, people have been watching us, you know, be successful. Um, so, I, you know, the difficult part was getting a good deal and, you know, uh, setting up the presentation for people to see where the value was. Um, but then after we did the presentation, you know, the, we ended up getting oversubscribed and I had to actually turn some people away and reduce some people's amounts. So, um, you know, uh, I don't know, right down the middle, I'd say, you know. Great. What did you learn? What was the biggest thing that you learned that you could share with listeners who want to do their first? Man, that's a, that's a, that's a, uh, a tough question. Um, you know, I, building a team, you know, having all the right people in the right places, having a good mentor. Um, and, um, you know, we, we um, had met, you know, made a lot of friends and, and having uh, the right components to structure the deal. Um, you know, uh, the attorneys, the syndication attorneys, um, you know, the right title companies, the right lenders, you know, everybody in place, the right management company. Um, that was really what, what I had learned was, you know, it was, it seemed hard at the time, but now the next deal is going to be, you know, pro, you know, 10 times easier because we've got, you know, the right relationships in place in order to, to kind of, you know, put, put Humpty together. I love it. Thank you for going through all of the details on your 103 unit. I'm sure the listeners will have more questions on that. So my final question will be how they get a hold of you. But the next question, what book do you recommend to the listeners? I, uh, it's, it's probably pretty simple. Uh, rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then, you know, second would probably be uh, The E-Myth. You know, I refer to those books, books daily. Um, people always ask me, you know, how do I do what I do? And I said, have you read, read, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? And I kind of joke about it. I'm, I feel like a Mormon of, of Rich Dad, Poor Dad sometime. I, I buy several copies at a time and, you know, I'll give them to anybody that, that will listen because that, that book changed my life. But um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad and, and E-Myth for sure. I'm from Utah myself. So thank you for, <laughs> okay, thank you. for the analogy. <laughs> All right. Where were you five years ago and where will you be five years from today? Uh, five years ago, uh, I was, uh, uh, on the verge of, uh, getting laid off from my, from my corporate job, um, and, and starting, uh, starting my venture into entrepreneurship and, and building businesses, um, probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, and, uh, five years from today, 
Um, I, I think that, you know, we'll, I'll probably be, uh, we'll, we'll reach our goals, um, you know, and being completely financially free, living on passive income and, and doing the things that we like, you know, which, you know, our hobbies and, and, and freedom and, and more real estate deals, I think we'll probably be in, you know, a couple thousand doors um, and um, living the dream. Awesome. How do you give back? I, you know, I was reading that question and it was, uh, you know, I struggle a little bit with it because, um, you know, I really for me is, is I get a lot of people that reach out and, and want to know how I, how I got on my path and, you know, really just spending the time to talk people through, you know, what they can do to get started, um, what they can do when they've got there, you know, how they can take it to the next level. I mean, you know, I'm no guru, um, but I've done it, you know, the hard way and I've been, you know, a lone wolf for, for a long time. Um, so I really, you know, I feel like I can talk people through, um, you know, the steps that they need to take and, and I enjoy doing it. You know, you, you, you've, you know, luckily you haven't had to cut, cut me off two times, but you know, too many times on this interview, but you know, I, I can certainly talk uh, about the things that I enjoy doing. Um, so, you know, anytime I get a phone call asking about, um, you know, how to take the next steps, uh, I, I enjoy doing that. So. Perfect. I'm right there with you. I like to share my knowledge with others and I like to share your knowledge with others. So again, thank you for coming on the podcast. Last question is how do the people reach out to you? How do they find you? I, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, I've got a website, um, uh, high five multifamily, um, LinkedIn. Spell that out for the listeners. H I G H F I V E multifamily com. Perfect. All right. And um, so he is Jimmy Edwards on LinkedIn, Jimmy Edwards on Facebook. And then the website is high five multifamily.com. And the five is spelled out. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for your time. You've added a ton of value. Your experience is extensive. You've had a lot of different uh, information that you brought to the table for us. So I really appreciate you doing that. And until next time, Jimmy Edwards, Think outside the box. Hey, it's DJ, and I want to thank you for being a loyal listener. We're glad you keep listening to each episode, and I want to ask you to please take a minute to give us a five-star review. And remember, we are not attorneys or CPAs. This is just the stuff you bring to your advisors.